bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And today is our Democratic debate special. Boop. Uh, Late and technical (laughs) difficulties as it may be, Uh we are still going to commit to our Democratic debate special. And today we are abandoning our regular format for Dumb Gay Politics so we can bring you the highlights from last week's Democratic debate. That's right. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. (laughs) We appreciate you joining our other 14 listeners. But just remember, this is not a regular episode. So keep that in mind when you're getting bored or offended. And also keep in mind that we're still boring and offensive, even on our normal episodes, which is why we hold strong at 14 listeners. That's right. 14 masochists with mental problems just like us. That is correct. It's great when you hit a wall and can't break through it. (laughs) And if you do get offended by anything in this episode, feel free to send us a message on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We try and read all of our messengers. We try and read all of our messages and comments there, and we appreciate them all, even the rude ones. And we sure do get some rude ones sometimes. Sure we do. And you know what? While you're there, go ahead and sign up. We offer two bonus podcasts. You can get one hour for $1 a week or two hour podcasts for $2 a week. And we would really love to see you all there. Now, let's Mm -hmm. get going with our first ever Dumb Gay Politics debate. Special. George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Harrison, John Tyler. James Polk, Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James A. Garfield, Chester Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, Grover Cleveland, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, Calvin Coolidge, Herbert Hoover, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Dwight D. Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson, Richard Nixon. 
Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, 1 through 45. All right, so last Thursday, ABC held the first Democratic debate with all of the major candidates on one stage. Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Andrew Yang, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, and Julian Castro. Or Julian. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're forgetting that's not all of the major candidates, ma'am meow. Mm. Kooky Marianne Williamson and everyone's favorite impeach Trump tool, mm-hmm. Tom Steyer, were not there. You're right, Brandy. I wasn't <laughs> there. I, I'm, I met people. Uh, people need to also. Uh, listen very closely when I speak because I do have a coughing problem. <laughs> I want to point it out to you now, <coughs> but it's there. It's there. You probably missed it, but it's there. Maybe it's the tension, all the tension <coughs> you're holding in your throat. Probably. I met the uh, I, d- I, I met the fundraising quota, but I only ranked on one of the four required polls. People want to make fun of me. That's fine. I expected it. <laughs> I expected being made fun of. I am the only candidate, Mr. President, who is speaking of love. I'm the only one. I ranked number one on the love poll. (laughs) So I held a Facebook Live event the same night as the debate, uh, which many people didn't watch, uh, because Facebook is the epicenter for love. Very true. Now, um, thank you for filling us in and why you weren't there. Now, we also... I hope... oh. Oh, yes. I hope that you'll call on me again, but probably not. (laughs) <laughs> Much like the regular debates. Yeah, well, pipe up if, you, if you're feeling passionate. Now, we asked Tom Steyer why he wasn't there, and he said... I'm Tom Steyer. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I'm Tom Steyer. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my God. Some snot flew out of my nose at Tom. Did you see it? I didn't see <laughs> okay. it. No. So, for this debate special, mm. we pulled the clips and highlights that we found the most interesting or relevant. Mm-hmm. There are tons of things we couldn't include in the interest of time. So, we apologize in advance if your favorite part or your favorite candidate doesn't get the attention. It deserved. Again, send us a hate note on our Patreon page. Or better yet, leave us a bad review on iTunes. <laughs> okay, so all the candidates did their spiel. I like how you be- say candidates as opposed to candidates. Candidates. Wait, candidates. Yeah. Yeah. Candidates. Yeah. How would, what do you say? I like it. I say candidates. Oh, all the candidates. Mm. All the candidates. (laughs) Keep it it going. Keep it going. Okay. It's important. Okay. So all the candidates did their spiel at the beginning per usual, but we're just going to play you Andrew Yang's opening remarks because he was the one who made the biggest splash with the audience. It was. It's true. I mean, they all have the same thing to say at the beginning. We all know. When I run for president, it's because I bring people together, unite the world, boo, boo, boo. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald United, Trump, Donald Trump, divided. Donald Trump, we are house divided, not divided, <laughs> difference we stand, united we fall, we are the ones, <laughs> we're all dream of the world, karma cuckoo cuckoo, karma chameleon, all the same shit. So we had to choose which one at least had them something different. And he had the biggest splash. We're not just being biased. It was it was just the truth. Yeah. He made the biggest splash. He did. So now you can witness it for yourself Mm. ear witness you can ear ear witness in america today everything revolves around the almighty dollar our schools our hospitals our media even our government 
It's why we don't trust our institutions anymore. We have to get our country working for us again instead of the other way around. We have to see ourselves as the owners and shareholders of this democracy rather than inputs into a giant machine. When you donate money to a presidential campaign, what happens? The politician spends the money on TV ads and consultants, and you hope it works out. It's time to trust ourselves more than our politicians. That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented tonight. <laughs> My campaign will now give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for an entire year to 10 American families, yes. someone watching this at home right now. If you believe that you can solve your own problems better than any politician, go to yang2020.com and tell us how $1,000 a month will help you do just that. This is how we will get our country working for us again, the American people. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Kamala Harris. It's original, I'll give you that. Trust me, I went... I went and I did and I did sign up and I you know they don't ask you to tell the story so I don't know if they like come to you later and then do it I have to go back and just make sure I'm registered or whatever but I will I will go on and say Andrew Yang I want that freedom dividend yeah you know what I can solve my own problems actually I can't you know what can money exactly exactly I think I've proven I can't solve my own problems yeah but a thousand dollars a week would and it, everyone month, loved it. We love it. We're living 1000 a month. We're here for right. it. We're here for him. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not motherfucking sorry. And guess who else <laughs> likes it? Kamala, because she was laughing. She liked and it. And I thought even Pete Buttigieg had a cute reaction. He wasn't yeah. a hater. Nope. And he, you know, it like it is original. Get down. Get with it. Yep. I guarantee you if he doesn't get elected, everybody going to copy him in four years. Well, they're definitely going to do something where it's like because he's bringing to the table money in the hands of the public and how the public is going to use the money and not just buying shit, but like with campaigns, with yeah. politicians, with paying off however you need to, with just living with your quality of life. Like he's talking about money in a way that not even Elizabeth Warren is. No, for sure. And it's the way we all think about money. He's an entrepreneur for a reason. And he's, he's about to entrepreneur this shit. So we are um, going to start with the, the very first topic that came up and probably right. the most heated. Mm. And I guess the one that everybody seems to care about is healthcare. So we started with our king, Andrew Yang, and we will now go to our queen, Elizabeth Warren. And we are going to hear from everyone. So lest anyone like already get annoyed. <laughs> I mean, not everyone, but not everyone. Yeah, but we don't have enough time. We just don't have enough time. No. So let's be clear about health care and let's actually start where Vice President did. We all owe a huge debt to President Obama, who fundamentally transformed health care in America and committed this country to health care for every human being. That's right. And now the question is, how best can we improve on it? And I believe the best way we can do that is we make sure that everybody gets covered by health care at the lowest possible cost. How do we pay for it? We pay for it. Those at the very top, the richest individuals and the biggest corporations, are going to pay more. And middle class families are going to pay less. That's how this is going to work. 
Direct question. You said middle class families are going to pay less, but will middle class taxes go up to pay for the program? I know you believe that the deductibles and the premiums will go down. Will middle class taxes go up? Will private insurance be eliminated? Look, what families have to deal with is cost, total cost. That's what they have to deal with. And understand, families are paying for their health care today. Families pay every time an insurance company says, sorry, you can't see that specialist. Every time an insurance company says, sorry, that doctor is out of network. Sorry, we are not covering that prescription. Families are paying every time. They don't get a prescription filled because they can't pay for it. They don't have a lump checked out because they can't afford the, the copay. What we're I've talking about here <laughs> is what's going to happen in families' pockets, what's going to happen in their budgets. And the answer is on Medicare for All. Costs are going to go up for wealthier individuals and costs are going to go up for giant corporations. But for hardworking families across this country, costs are going to go down, and that's how it should work under Medicare for All in our health care system. Senator Sanders, you were invoked by the Vice President. Also take on that yeah. question about taxes. Uh, Joe said that uh, Medicare for All will cost over $30 trillion. <laughs> that's right, Joe. <laughs> Status quo over 10 years will be $50 trillion. <laughs> Every study done shows that Medicare for All is the most cost-effective approach to providing health care to every man, woman, and child in this country. I, who wrote the damn bill, if I may say so, <laughs> intend to eliminate all out-of-pocket expenses, all deductibles, all co-payments. Nobody in America will pay more than $200 a year for prescription drugs because we're going to stand up to the greed and corruption and price fixing of the pharmaceutical industry. We need, we need a health care system that guarantees health care to all people as every other major country does, not a system which provides a hundred billion dollars a year in profit for the drug companies and the insurance companies. And to tell you how absurd the system is, tonight on ABC, the healthcare industry will be advertising, telling you how bad Medicare for All is because they want to protect their profits. That is absurd. Bred them to fill. I mean, and he, and you know, listen, we love Bernie now. I mean, I speak for myself, but it's like, um, I love him now and he is close to my heart and like I'm I'm getting exhausted just listening to him. The guy is <laughs> he's clearly yelling his way through the campaign trail. I yes. His yeah. voice is dust. The shit just started. Um, That's the second fucking person to talk of the night. You know what I mean? He's only done his intro and his his voice is already Oh, it's shot. It's shot. Um I just realized what that reminded me of. What? Even though I I know that he's like blowing and into the microphone. It reminds me of the fucking grandmother in 16 Candles who blows out the candles when she's singing. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I they don't bring re- out the... Ca- or is it... It is 16 Candles, I think, where they bring her the cake with the candles on it and all the grandparents, the weird grandparents are yeah. there and they're like, happy birthday. And she's... The grandmother's the one that's all glamorous yeah, the and glamorous made up. One, who is and opening the Intamins with the knife right. and smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's singing happy birthday and as she's singing... She's blo- accidentally blowing out oh. the candles. <laughs> I never noticed that part. I didn't I think it's in 16 Candles. I well, think. 
Anyway. He, by the end, the motherfucker screaming. He's He's got oh. one vocal cord stretched yeah. over his trachea, and it's all he's got, and you got to give it to him. Now, just really quick, the debate that they're, that what's going on is that basically Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are the only two that are totally for Medicare for all, which means we all get insurance. We can all go to any doctor. It's cheap for all of us. Yippity fucking do. All health insurance, as you know it, too, is removed and it's Medicaid or Medicare for all, which means there's no more private insurance. So the other people, everyone else on the stage basically has a version of that right. with a what they call a public option, which means the public gets to mm-hmm. choose if they like the insurance they have, they get to choose to stay with it. So we're only going to play you um, Amy Klobuchar because they all have their own versions and we don't really give a fuck. But um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's like we've seen what happened. We see, saw what happened with John mccain you know and trump and it's like this healthcare situation the fact that obama got anything done like that motherfucker is that's he's like a deity at this point right it is impossible to get anything done and by the way none of these people will so no. we appreciate their call yes. but um yes. no one's home okay right. so here's amy klobuchar <laughs> i think you know that i don't agree with some of these proposals up here george so i'm talking Which about ones? if i could if I could respond to some all of, of the them, George, from, from my friends. <laughs> First of all, Senator Sanders and I have worked valiantly to bring down the cost of pharmaceuticals. That was a Klobuchar Sanders amendment to allow less for anyone drugs to come in from less not, expensive no? countries <laughs> okay. like Canada. We have worked to bring down the cost by fighting to allow 43 million seniors, that's a bill I lead, to negotiate for better prices under Medicare. I figured that's a lot of seniors and they should be allowed to get a better price. But when it comes to our health care and when it comes to our premiums, I go with the doctor's creed, which is do no harm. And while Bernie wrote the bill, I read the bill. Ooh. And on page eight, <laughs> what on page eight of the bill, it says that we will no longer have private insurance as we know it. And that means that 149 million Americans will no longer be able to have their current insurance. That's in four years. I don't think that's a bold idea. I think it's a bad Bad idea. idea. And what I favor is something (laughs) that what Barack Obama wanted to do from the very beginning, and that is a public option, a nonprofit choice that will bring down the cost of insurance, cover 12 million more people, and bring down the prices for 13 million more people. That is a bold idea. It's like her writers work on Ellen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you like know what? Daytime. I'm not, I, what I came to is that I'm not mad at Amy Klobuchar because yeah. I she's obviously not gonna be president. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. Like I'm yeah. I'm I've gotten to know her. She's mm-hmm. done a ton because she lets you know. Oh, everything she's oh, done. Please, yep. yep. And I'm like, you know what? She's she's a senator from freaking Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's like good for them because she's obviously a like incredibly hard worker, and yeah. she's really into change and yeah. and you know she's middle of the road democrat or whatever and that's all fine but i'm like i'm happy to have gotten to know her and pretty much what she's doing is you know taking everyone's money and running on her job security for the rest of her life and good for her because yeah. she can actually do things and not sit and pussyfoot around and be like i'm gonna lose my job because she's making a very strong name for herself right you and know? she's also saying like i valiantly worked on this <laughs> bill and like a champion and a hero, I did this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So and and you know what? She is a champion and a hero because she did do it. Yeah. And she is working for seniors and she is working for gun control and she is the, like, she's. 
And Good. She's, and she's going about her job security in a way that frees so her from, you know, private interests and special interests. And so I'm here for it. She impressed me. And, um, you know, and so I've just enjoyed hearing her, you know, canned ham or whatever. Now, I am going to remove my headphones okay. for the next point. All right. Which we dubbed, it's only in here because it's the most disturbing, was the most disturbing moment of the night. And we felt like if you didn't watch the debates or if you forgot, you need to know that this happened. But I find it, I, I get extremely uncomfortable when I hear it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't like listening to it. It's the fight heard all around the news. <laughs> I'll just play it. It's Joe Biden and Julian Castro. Every single person who is diagnosed with cancer or any other disease can automatically become part of this plan. They will not go bankrupt because of that. They can join immediately. People need help now, hope now, and do something now. Uh, of course, I also work for President Obama, uh, Vice President Biden, and I know that the problem with your plan is that it leaves 10 million people uncovered. Now, on the last debate stage in Detroit, you said that wasn't true when Senator Harris brought that up. There was a, a fact check of that, and they said that was true. But the difference between what I support and what you support, Vice President Biden, is that you require them to opt in, and I would not require them to opt in. They would automatically be enrolled. They wouldn't have to buy in. That's a big difference because they, would they not. do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. Have to buy in. If she qualifies, are, are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who look, has no money, she would, healthcare system you're automatically, automatically enrolls people regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. If you lose your job, for instance, his, his health care plan would not automatically enroll you. You would have to opt in. My health care plan would. That's a big difference. I'm fulfilling, fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, and you're not. I would be surprised to him. This is why come presidential on, debates on. are becoming unwatchable. Yeah. Yeah, we're, this we're reminds everybody of what they cannot can I, stand about Washington. Scoring I, points against each other, poking I, at each other, and telling each other that, that you're my plan, your plan. Look, we all yeah, That's have called a Democratic primary election. That's called vision. an election. That's an election. You know? This is what we're here for. It's an election. Yeah, but a house, a house divided cannot stand. And that is not how we're Look, gonna win everyone, this. we know we're on the same team here. So that was Pete Buttigieg and then Amy Klobuchar and then at the very end, Andrew Yang. A house divided cannot stand. <laughs> that was one of my lines. Okay? She's right, though. She is right. Yeah, she is right. And Andrew Yang was right. And Pete Buttigieg was right. It was and- Andrew Yang's turn to talk. And, right. And or he was called on or whatever by the yeah. moderator or whatever. And Pete Buttigieg piped in. And I really appreciated that, that yeah. he did that. Like, he's, yeah. That gave me that's just icky. I'm sorry. I don't want to see. I just don't want to see it. I just don't. That's how Julian Castro made a name for himself in the first fucking debate was by coming for Beto O'Rourke like that. And it's just it's tacky. It's gross. It's cunty. Try it. But no one liked it. Every outlet is like flat, fail, flat, terrible, awful. You done. Pack up cupcake. See you later. No one wants it. And I just personally want to say disappointing lame cowardly shitty also not factual and well, the we worst bl- of it you cut together the clip 
moting him to the fucking ground. And I read to find out like this huge difference between their health plans or whatever. There's such a minuscule difference with his opt in and opt out and you need to buy in. And by the way, Julian, you don't need to buy in to Joe Biden's health plan. No, he didn't. Say you that. were wrong. He never said it. You were a fucking little asshole. No longer here for Julian Castro. Oh, well, we were from the minute he went came for Beto O'Rourke. Oh, we thought yeah, it was no, tacky no. and gross. We yeah. didn't like his tone. And you don't come for Beto O'Rourke like that. He's just not, Beto O'Rourke's just not cunty. You might think he's not right and he's whatever you your complaint about him is, but he's not cunty. And no, nobody no. needs your cunty fucking <laughs> no. approach. And ne- neither's Joe Biden. No, You want to say like, I disagree with you, Vice President, or I appreciate the work you did with Barack Obama or whatever. Oh, and then we get into that later. He is such a he little doesn't, cunt. He, he comes for Joe Biden again, and you guys will hear it if you're like, I think they're being too harsh. Well, you're, you'll hear it again, and when you watch the debates in their entire, entirety, you see that it was so early on, and it's just, Ugh. and it's every debate. They're piling on Joe Biden, and yeah. it's It's gross. It's, it's a out. terrible look. I'm going to call him Julian Kunstrow. Okay, good. That's perfect. Okay. So the next topic is racism. Mm. Under racism, we hear from Cory Booker and then Kamala Harris and then and then Cory Booker again. He, I mean, Cory Booker like really, really impressed us. Yeah, he really did. Like I'm, I'm always like, what is he? I don't know. What? Am I? And then during this debate, we saw just, his, we saw his appeal. Like yes. he's a public defender. He makes the least amount of money out of all the candidates. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, he really has a grasp on like the culture war mm-hmm. and and, you know, I found like his contribution and his his point of view really profound yeah. and really interesting. And I really saw a side of him and, and we were wrong about Cory Booker. I'm super proud that he's a senator. I yeah. couldn't be prouder. Yeah. And I definitely think like there may be like a presidency for him in the future. I don't know right. that it's this one, but I'm super happy that he's there and yeah. he's I'm I'm really, really glad that he's a part of it. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I want to hit that point because we know Donald Trump's a racist, but there is no red bag of courage for calling him that. If racism exists. The question isn't who, in, who isn't a racist. It's who is and isn't doing something about racism. And this is not just an issue that started yesterday. It's not just an issue that we hear a president that can't contemn white supremacy. We have systemic racism that is eroding our nation from health care to the criminal justice system. And it's nice to go all the way back to slavery, but dear God, we have a criminal justice system that is so racially biased, we have more African Americans under criminal supervision today than all the slaves in 1850. That's astounding. We have to come at this issue attacking systemic racism, having the courage to call it out, and having a plan to do something about it. If I am president of the United States, we will create an office in the White House to deal with the problem of white supremacy and hate crimes. And we will make sure that systemic racism is dealt with in substantive plans from criminal justice reform to the disparities in health care to even one that we don't talk about enough, which is that we see in environmental injustice in communities of color all around this country. That's right. I mean, if this isn't the biggest think tank on how this country needs to change, I don't know what is. You mean these debates? Yeah. Yeah. And these people who are in it. Yeah. Like, we're watching. They're all so, they have so much to offer Mm -hmm. and in each different thing. You know what I mean? And we don't even, unfortunately, you guys, we don't even really hear from Beto O'Rourke, but he has a lot to offer and too. And it's just each individual with like, so, you know, so much to offer. It's like, wow. I mean, I just, it was good. It was good. It was definitely the best debate by far. 
And they all were given just a little more time. Yeah. You got to know them a little better. Yeah. And, and their plans. Was great. And their plans. And, and even just their philosophies and way of thinking. And like I said, all of these people need to be in the administration. Yeah. And here's Kamala. Mm. <laughs> Senator Harris, you released your plan for that just this week. And it does contradict some of your prior positions. Among them, you used to oppose the legalization of marijuana. Now you don't. You used to oppose outside investigations of police shootings. Now you don't. You've said that you changed on these and other things because you were, quote, swimming against the current, and thankfully the currents have changed. But when you had the power, why didn't you try to affect change then? That's an annoying question, but so she had to ask I love coming been, for her and her criminal. Um, there have been, I'm glad you asked me this question, and there have been many distortions of my record. Let me be very clear. Uh, I made a decision to become a prosecutor for two reasons. One, I've always wanted to protect people and keep them safe. And second, I was born knowing about how this criminal justice system in America has worked in a way that has been informed by racial bias. And I could tell you extensively about the experiences I and my family members have personally had. But I made a decision that if I was going to have the ability to reform the system, I would try to do it from the inside. And so I took on the position that allowed me, without asking permission, to create one of the first in the nation uh, initiatives that was a model and became a national model around people who were arrested for drugs and getting them jobs. I created one of the first in the nation requirements that a state law enforcement agency would have to wear cameras and keep them on full time. I created one of the first in the nation trainings for police officer on the issue <laughs> there of racial and bias <laughs> and the need to reform yes. the system. Yes, there was a was I able to get enough done? Absolutely not. But my plan has been described by activists as being a bold and comprehensive plan that is about ending mass incarceration, about taking the profit out of the criminal justice system. I plan on shutting down for profit prisons on day one. Thank you. It will be about what we need to do to hold law enforcement, including prosecutors, accountable. And finally, my plan is about making sure that in America's criminal justice system, we de-incarcerate women and children, that we end solitary confinement, mm. and that we work on keeping families intact. And as President of the United States, knowing the system from the inside, thank you. I will have the ability to be an effective leader and get this job complete. Thank you, oh. Senator Harris. Senator I mean the sound of her voice. I know I'm just lulled into it's it's everything, man. It's just I don't know. She's she's the tone, the words, <laughs> the vibe. It just it's our shit over here. It, yeah. It's podcast. I'm sorry if you if you don't like her, but she is our fucking shit. Like we <laughs> fucking love like, her, dude. Yeah, we do. she's people love to get on her record. She put in like jailed sex workers and she did whatever. And it's just like, she was a prosecutor and she was like doing her job. And then she also changed. She did a tons of criminal reform in California. And she, she clearly like she learned, she did her job and then she tried to make changes and she did. Now she, then she's a Senator and yeah, I'm sorry, the, but the country I'm into is, it is, sorely this topic of what she's talking about is under the heading of racism and during this debate right this country what cory booker said is so astounding the 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 level of criminal justice reform that we need my parents every goddamn one of them including my grandma worked at the in a prison okay <laughs> right. and it's it, it, that is 
beginning and ending where we got to start with racism and right like what he said like there's more like uh, people of color under incarceration uh, or observation and incarceration than there were that many slaves in 1850 and it's just like and then they're working for people who are making profits for profit prisons Mm -hmm. and it's like that is like i said that is the beginning the beginning of the racism conversation has to begin with the amount of people of color who are being targeted and locked up for shit and too long and it's it's and she's the one who knows about that. Right. You know, and I'm not saying he doesn't because he was a public defender as well. But it's like it's we got to really, really, really like understand when they're talking about systemic racism. They're they're really, really talking about the criminal justice system. Right. We have to focus on it. We, from police shootings on motherfucking down. Well, hopefully, like they're all listening to each other. It's like they kind of are saying the same thing. So. And so it's sort of like whoever becomes president, they've got to be like getting ideas, getting ideas. Yeah. So then here's Cory Booker again. You know, the conversation was racism covers like a million things. So the conversation shifts. And again, he was just so impressive and just, you know, profound to us. All right, let's hear Ms. Booker. Our criminal justice system is so savagely broken. There's no difference in America between blacks, whites, and Latinos for using drugs or dealing drugs. But if you're African-American, you're almost four times more likely to be arrested and incarcerated, destroying your lives. And so much of this comes down to privilege. We have a criminal justice system that Brian Stevenson says treats you better if you're rich and guilty than if you're poor and innocent. Mm-hmm. And so I have challenged this whole field. We can specifically and demonstrably now show that there are 17,000 people unjustly incarcerated in America, and all of us should come forward and say, when we are president of the United States, when I am president of the United States, we will release them. And let me be specific. I joined together and led in the United States Senate the only major bipartisan bill to pass under this president for criminal justice reform that has already led to thousands of people coming out of jail. If 87 members of the United States Senate says that these sentences are way too long and we changed it, but we didn't make it retroactive, we could literally point to the people that are in jail unjustly right now. Everyone on this stage should say that we are going to give clemency to these 17,000 people. And I challenge you, don't just say big statements. Back it up with details of the people in prison right now looking for one of the most sacrosanct ideals of this nation, which is liberty and freedom. We need to reform this system, and we must do it now. Every day we wait is too long. It's inspiring. I mean. Fucking live. Okay, so then they went from racism to gun control. Mm. And um, so, I mean, to be quite honest, I wanted to cut this section, but we, <laughs> but we couldn't cut it in the interest of time. We couldn't cut it. So they asked Kamala Harris a question that, that we think is really interesting. Anyways, you know, basically she, she wants to do this shit with gun control on like day one or day two in office. And they say that Joe Biden basically, you know, you'll hear the question. They say Joe Biden says you can't do that and we need mm-hmm. to stop making fake promises. So if you can, if we can paint a picture, she begins to laugh. Now, her laugh is the sound of heaven <laughs> and she does it all through. You heard it in the beginning with Andrew uh. Yang. She does it all through the fucking debate. Her smile is the look of heaven. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker is the only one up there with a full besides Andrew Yang, who's whose who's humor goes more towards sarcasm, which I'm right. not mad at. Right. She's the only one not only being funny, but also thinking other people are funny. Yes. And it's so light. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so great. Yep. She's having an awesome fucking killer time. Yep. She's living it up on the Barry Gibb talk yep. show. The shit is infectious. We need the fucking vibes. Okay. Yep. We need the vibes. 
so she looks over now. It's her, Elizabeth Warren, and then Joe Biden's on the other side. So Elizabeth Warren's in between. And I like Elizabeth Warren's reaction, too. She's like, well, maybe I should just go on home and leave you guys alone. But Kamala Harris looks over. She, like, punches up her shoulder. Her hair swings. And she's smiling and laughing and looking at Joe Biden. And he doesn't see her yet. He's, like, serious about the question. Like, I did say we need to stop right. fake promises. Then he does a double take and looks over and sees her full smiling and full <laughs> flirt mode. And then they have this moment that is everything. Meow Meow was in the other room and I was screaming. I was like, I cannot fucking handle these two. I cannot handle it. Like, I'm telling you right now, my takeaway from this debate was if I'm obsessed with Andrew Yang, I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Warren and there's people that I really love. But I'm telling you, if Joe Biden, if he if somehow Kamala Harris gets too low in the polls and ends up dropping out mm. next year and he announces his running mate before the primary because he said he's danced around saying he'll do that yeah if he announces her as his running oh. mate I, it's gonna be hard for me not to vote for them because i know she'll be president we know she'll be president for the next eight years after him yeah i'm living and living he'll be hard great for, for four years there's nothing wrong with him he's great and i don't care if he stumbles and stammers and fucking Puts Talks his hands on everybody's place. shoulders yeah. <laughs> and put kisses them on the fucking forehead and puts his head to your head or nose to your nose. I don't care. I think he's great. His wife is great. Kamala's great. Don't know about her husband or whatever, but I'm sure he's fine. And like, let's get it going. Yeah. If that's how it's going to go, I will be thrilled. Senator Harris, you have said that you would take executive action on guns within your first 100 days, including right. banning imports of AR-15 assault weapons. That's right. President Obama, after Sandy Hook, more than 23 executive actions, and yet here we all are today. In recent days, former Vice President Biden has said about executive orders, some really talented people are seeking the nomination. They said, I'm going to issue an executive order. Biden saying there's no constitutional authority to issue that executive order when they say I'm going to eliminate assault weapons, saying you can't do it by executive order any more than Trump can do things when he says he can do it by executive order. Does the vice president have a point there? Some things you can, many things you can't. Let's let the senator answer. Well, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe, <laughs> instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. Oh. Yes, we can, because I'll tell you something. The way that I think about this is um, I've seen more autopsy photographs than I care to tell you. I have attended more police officer funerals than I care to tell you. I have hugged more mothers of homicide victims than I care to tell you. And the idea that we would wait for this Congress, which has just done nothing to act, is just, it, it, is, it is overlooking the fact that every day in America, our babies are going to school to have drills, elementary, middle, and high school students where they are learning about how they have to hide in a closet or crouch in a corner if there is a mass shooter roaming the hallways of their school. I was talking about this at one of my town halls, and, 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 and this child, it was eight years old probably, came up to me. It was like it was a secret between the two of us, and he tugged on my jacket and he said, I had to have one of those drills. It is traumatizing our children. El Paso. And Beto, God love you for standing so courageously in the midst of that tragedy. You know, people asked me in El Paso, they said, you know, because I have a long-standing record on this issue, they said, well, do you think Trump um, is responsible for what happened? And I said, well, look, I mean, obviously he didn't pull the trigger, but he's certainly been tweeting out the ammunition. 
<laughs> I mean. Now, so then Amy Klobuchar, we're going to play what she said because she did what we've been having a hard on for someone to do. Bitch fully name check Mitch McConnell out the ass. Yep. And we appreciated that, you know, and, and Kamala Harris did say Congress ain't doing shit, but it's Mitch McConnell who is stopping every single bill anyone's interested in. Mm-hmm. And Amy Klobuchar has to go back and work with that motherfucker like tomorrow. I have to valiantly go back and work with Mitch McConnell, who does nothing. Uh, me, on the other hand, I have done. I am the co-author of the Sanders Klobuchar bill. I'm co-author of the combing through your salad bill. I am co-author of Minnesotans and guns and moose bill. I am co-author of getting it right bill. I am co-author of 500 other bills, two books, and uh, I am Midwestern. And it is a Midwestern attitude that is going to win because it's not not winning that's winning. It's winning that makes it to the finish line. I so appreciate what the congressman's been doing. And I want to remind people here that what unites us is so much bigger than what divides us. Everyone up here favors an assault weapon. I appreciate ban. her saying that. Everyone up here right. favors magazine limitations, which, by the way, would have made a huge difference if that was in place. She's in like, El Paso why is this in here? Store, we all, we all want this. Such we don't need to debate on it. Courage. We all want and it. And certainly in Dayton, Ohio, where in 30 seconds, one man which guns down innocent people. Which is why I was going to cut it because they all want it. The cops got there in one minute, and it still wasn't enough to save those people. That's what unites us. You know what else unites us? And I'll tell you this. Hate what Mitch unites McConnell. us is that right now, on Mitch McConnell's desk, are three bills. Universal background checks, closing the Charleston loophole, and passing my bill to make sure that domestic <laughs> abusers there don't get AK-47. Senator so Colby, want to get something she, done. And she keeps talking. And I personally think we should start with a voluntary, voluntary buyback program. That's what I think, David. But I want to finish this because if you want action now, if you want action now, <laughs> we got to send a message to Mitch McConnell. We can't wait until one of us gets in the White House. We have to Thank pass you. those bills right Thank now you. to That's get this right. done. Senator because Klobuchar. we cannot spare another Don't interrupt her, life. David, you. you fuck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Adderall face. Amy okay. Klobuchar. Um, <laughs> Can we stop talking about Mitch McConnell? Um. All right. Well, now we're going to go to uh, now we're going to go to um, uh, candidates. Now we're going to go to immigration. This we're, is also a hot, hot, intense topic, obviously. And another fight. And another fight. And or I would say another is, attack. Uh, yeah, I would say another attack because Joe Biden's not looking to fight with anyone on there. Certainly not Julian Castro. And air. Do you even go here? Do you even go Are here? You, is it you or is it Joaquin? Because I know you have a twin brother and I know you're both like somewhere around in D.C. But I don't know. Do you even go here? Are those those twins? Are those those twins? They're so fucking annoying. I don't know. The one bro- I can never tell them apart. I don't know. Um, I can tell them apart because Joaquin is cute and sweet and fun. Oh, and, that's right. And Julian's acts like. A I cunt. don't know. Yeah. Don't I've know. never met the other brother. I hope that I do. What Latinos should look at is comparing this president to the president we have is outrageous, number one. We didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate families. We didn't do all of those things, number one. Number two, 
Number two, by the time this is the president who came along with the DACA program. No one had ever done that before. I thought this it was the president just sent a legislation to, have... to the desk saying he wants to find it's a just, pathway I was, I was for just the 11 million yeah. undocumented right, well, in the United States of America. Okay. This is the it's president who's done a great deal. So I'm proud to have served with him. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. I would change the order that the president just changed, saying women who were being beaten and abused could no longer claim that as a reason for asylum. And by the way, retrospectively, you know, the 25th anniversary of the Violence Against Women Act is up. The Republican Congress has not reauthorized it. Let's put pressure on them to Let's pass the Violence Against Women Act now. But then yeah, we'll go but back. You, you didn't answer the question. Well, the question I, I is, did you, make question. A, no, did you make a mistake with those deportations? The president did the best thing that was able to be done at the How about time. you? I'm the vice president of the United States. Uh, Secretary Castro, would you want to respond I, I mean, to Vice look, President Biden? You know, and and it, let me put this in context, because uh, your party controlled the White House and Congress in 2009 and didn't pass immigration reform. And this broke a promise made by President Barack Obama to Latinos. So why should voters trust Democrats now? Jorge, thank you very much for that question. And uh, you look, I agree that Barack Obama was very different from Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a dark heart when it comes to immigrants. He built his whole political career so far on scapegoating and fear-mongering and otherizing migrants, and that's very different for Barack Obama. Um, but my problem with Vice President Biden, and Corey pointed this out last time, is every time something good about Barack Obama comes up, he says, oh, I was there, I was there, I was there, that's me too. And then every time somebody questions, part of the administration that we were both part of, he says, well, that was the president. I mean, he wants to take credit for Obama's work, but not have to answer to any questions. That's such bullshit. I mean, Biden, it's Vice beyond. Biden, you have, uh, I don't get that. You have 45 uh, seconds. Okay, let me that just say, what I said. Okay, that let me just say I that said. I would, I was the first candidate in early April to put forward an immigration plan. You know why? because I'm not afraid of Donald Trump on this issue. I'm not going to backpedal. I'm not going to pretend like I don't have a, my own vision for immigration. So we're not going to give up DACA. We're not going to give up protections for anybody. I did not say I don't stand. I stand with Barack Obama all eight years, good, bad, and indifferent. That's where I stand. I did not say I did not stand with him. Dick. How dare you fucking act like he's taking credit for anything? He was there. Where were you? He was... That, the other thing is that's infuriating about Julian Castro is he was there too. So the he was in the Obama administration. And, how's, and he's he, the housing secretary. Right, he's Ben Carson yeah. of the Obama administration. And you might notice, if you were listening, if you'll notice... Jorge Ramos asked him a question. Do you think it was a mistake that Obama deported 3 million immigrants, whatever? And I want you to please take note that Julian Castro also didn't answer the question. No. And all he did was talk shit about Joe Biden. He's a little cunt and I'm fucking <laughs> done with his, yeah. his stupid fucking ass. Okay, so now we're going to play Elizabeth Warren because um, we love Elizabeth Warren and we're, we've been super into like a lot of her policies. And we've been, we didn't know what, where she stood on immigration. I wasn't sure. And so we want to play this because... Um, I guess she gives some insight into what her plan is um, if she were to get elected. Senator Warren, uh, hundreds of children have been separated from their parents at the border. And recently in Mississippi, we saw the largest immigration raid in a decade. 
you want to replace ICE, the agency in charge of rounding up undocumented immigrants. So how would you deal with the millions of immigrants who arrive legally but overstay their visas? And how would you stop hundreds of thousands of Central Americans who want to migrate to the U.S.? Well, I start with a statement of principles, and that is, in this country, immigration does not make us weaker. Immigration makes us stronger. I want to see us expand legal immigration and create a pathway to citizenship for our dreamers, but also for their grandparents and for their cousins, for people who's overstayed student visas and for people who came here to work in the fields. I want to have a system that is a path to, to citizenship that is fair and achievable. Down at the border, we've got to rework this entirely. A system right now that cannot tell the difference in the threat posed by a terrorist, a criminal, and a 12-year-old girl is not a system that is keeping us safer, and it is not serving our values. Mr. Yang. We, we need, I want to add one more part on this, because I think we have to look at all the pieces. Why do we have a crisis at the border? In no small part, because we have withdrawn help from people in Central America who are suffering. We need to restore that help. We need to help establish and reestablish the rule of law so that people don't feel like they have to flee for their lives. We have a crisis that Donald Trump has created and hopes to profit from politically. We have Thank to have you. the courage to stand up and fight back. And now we're going to hear from Andrew Yang about immigration. And what he had to say was just, he just has these moments of sweetness that are, I don't know, they're just sweet. Uh, super articulate. Yeah. Mr. Yang, it is true that in the last few years, we have seen the most severe anti-immigrant measures from putting kids in cages to limiting asylum for people fleeing gangs and domestic violence. But it is also true that about one million immigrants enter the U.S. legally every year. So are you willing to raise the number of legal immigrants from one million to two million per year? And should there be a merit system as President Trump wants? My, my father grew up on a peanut farm in Asia with no floor, and now his son is running for president. That is the immigration story that we have to be able to share with the American people. If you look at our history, almost half of Fortune 500 companies were founded by their immigrants or children of immigrants, and rates of business formation are much higher in immigrant communities. We have to say to the American people, immigrants are positive for our economic and social dynamism, and I would return the level of legal immigration to the, to the point it was under the Obama-Biden administration. I think we have to compete Love that. for talent, and I am the opposite of Donald Trump in many ways. He says, build a wall. I'm going to say to immigrants, come to America, because if you come here, your son or daughter can run for president. The water is great, the water's and this great. is where you want to build a company, build a family, and build a life. This country has been a magnet for human capital for generations. If we lose that, we lose something integral to our continued success, and that is where I would lead as president human capital when he gives dynamism when he gives statistics <laughs> yeah. it's like kamala harris laughing to yeah, me i'm yeah. just like i'm gonna go to sleep now because yeah. <laughs> someone knows what's going on and i don't need to worry about it i think what he did what he's been able to do what what he's been able to do is humanize and um give heart to money yep and good one man, man. like and i don't mean just to money I mean, the way that people need, use, require, 
um, interact with and want and wanting want it. Want every single thing about money. He's made it. He's made it part of the human. Not not greed, but heart. The heart of money, not the and greed showing the heart of, of money. Cap- being a capitalist, yeah, which you know? is oh, I love it. Yeah, we are feeling it because we love money. Okay, so um, okay, so now we're gonna go to climate change. And again, we're going to hear from Elizabeth Warren and Andrew Yang because we do what we motherfucking want. Now so <laughs> let's dry your tears. Deal with your life. We will hear <laughs> from the people you like coming up. But right now, um, we're going to hear from the people we love again. Warren, should American foreign policy be based around the principle of climate change? Yes. Uh, we need to work yes. on every front on climate change. There's your answer. It is okay. the threat to every living thing on this planet, and we are running out of time. Every time the scientists go back, they say we have less and less time than we thought we had. But that means we've got to use all the tools. One of the tools we need to use are our regulatory tools. I have proposed, uh, following Governor Inslee, that we, by 2028, cut all carbon emissions from new buildings. By 2030, carbon emissions Italy. from cars. Yeah, he's a candidate. And by 2035, yeah. all carbon emissions from the manufacture of electricity. That alone, those three, will cut our emissions here in the United States by 70%. We can do this. We also need to help around the world to clean, but understand this one more time. Why doesn't it happen? As long as Washington is paying more attention to money than it is to our future, we can't make the changes we need to make. We have to attack the corruption head on so that we can save our planet. I love it when she talks like that, too. And you know who else tried to talk about climate change? I'm Tom Steyer. <laughs> I'm Tom Steyer. <laughs> okay, let's hear Andrew Yang. <laughs> so to follow up on what Elizabeth said, why are we losing to the fossil fuel companies? Yeah. Why are we losing to the gun lobby and the NRA? And the answer is this. We all know, everyone on the stage knows, Love that this. our government has been overrun by money and corporate interests. Now, everyone here has a plan to try and curb those corporate interests, but we have to face facts. Money finds a way. Money will find its way back in. So what is the answer? The answer is to wash the money out with people-powered money. My proposal is that we give every American 100 democracy dollars that you can only give to candidates and causes that you like. This would wash out the lobbyist cash by a factor of eight to one. That is the only way we will win. And as someone running for president, I'll tell you, there's the people on one side and the money on the other. The only way for us to win is if we bring them together. Give people the money. Give people the money. These are, this is why we played Andrew Yang and not Bernie Sanders and a million other people with great ideas because that was very exciting. He shot you straight and he let you fucking know. You can go ahead and say what you're going to say, but at the end of the day, special interest, you're not going to get the money out of D.C. because you're not going to get the money out of America. Right. We've And you got to really figure out, you got to think like Jeff Bezos and you got to fucking troubleshoot that shit. You got to troubleshoot the problems and that's what he does. And I just want to say a little anecdote. Mm. My friend Mario today, speaking of climate change, because believe you me, I could have cut this one too. But um, (laughs) he asked me today, he said, oh, he's like asking me about my car and this and that. And if, you know, leasing and buying whatever. And he said his his um, wife, he has a nine year old named Nico. He said his wife 
um, they always lease, but she wants to buy. She has this, I think she has this, like, you know, whimsical fantasy in her head of buying a car and giving it to her son when he's 16. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's kind of living in the 80s, how mm-hmm. she always imagined being a mom. And it's cute and sweet. And I just said, Mario, we don't need to stand here and have a conversation about whether BMWs are reliable. <laughs> what you need to know is in, in seven years, every car is going to be electric or it's going to be, you know, a hybrid and your shit is not going to be, they're going to make you get rid of that long long before Nico is 16. Okay. (laughs) You're not going to be able to use that car. So get in, get into it and ask yourself why you had these kids in a um, planet that's on fire. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll talk to you sometime (laughs) next month or in two months. Love ya. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. Like that is a good point. You can't. You're not going to hold on to your. None of us are going to hold on to the cars we have now. In seven years, that God. shit, we're going to be forced to do whatever. We're going to be living on Mars, whatever it is. But <laughs> I hope Nico's still alive, and I hope he's acting as our 16 year old hot bodyguard. <laughs> so now we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, and um, we're gonna do education. Yeah. Now this is um, something near and dear to our hearts. It's for me. I don't even have kids, and quite frankly, they got on my goddamn nerves. But maybe if we got a better education system in this country that's completely broken, maybe they wouldn't be so fucking annoying. Because <laughs> I know I see Japanese children, and they're not annoying at all. And I'm talking about Japanese children in Japan, not Japanese and, Americans, who are also annoying. Because P- Americans are annoying. So basically what we did was we kept, we, they go to Andrew Yang again. He's going to start this. It goes Andrew Yang, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is going to end it. It's one entire clip. Unfortunately for you guys, it is seven minutes Mm -hmm. long, but we didn't want to interrupt it. They were all fucking awesome on this topic. I could have played the whole stage, but it's, you know, this is so important. Even if you don't have kids, it's the future of everything. Listen, I don't want to get elder abuse when I'm driving around. I'm a fucking jazzy. I want the people raised in this country to be smart, to be thoughtful, to be respectful. And the only way we're going to get that is through education. We're doing education the same goddamn way they did it in Little House on the Prairie. And it needs to fucking change. It needs to change. I invented video game school like literally like seven years ago okay so if i can do it we know there needs to be innovation and change and education in all the ways so now we're gonna hear from these guys try and pay attention while you guys are you know doing what you're doing just imagine after each one an eagle comes down and takes one up and they fly away and then fire comes out and a dragon will come and then it's a bit and then there's music and then there's a band and there's a waterworks and then an actual fountain explodes they turn into fire and mist and, and then they drugs go away. fly into wherever and you your like orifices. your orifices yeah let me be clear i am pro good school i've got a kid uh one of my uh Little boys just started public school last week, and I was not there because I was running for president. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a good dad, guys. <laughs> so we need to pay teachers more because the data clearly shows that a good teacher is worth his or her weight in gold. That's we true. We need to lighten up true. the emphasis on standardized tests, which do not measure anything fundamental That's about true. our character or human worth. He's work. so specific, you guys. Yeah. Listen Here's to that. Here's the big one. The data clearly shows that 65 to 70% of our students' outcomes are determined outside of the school. We're talking about time spent at home with the parents, words read to them when they're young, stress levels in the house, 
income type of neighborhood. We're putting money into schools, and educators know this. We're saying you're 100% responsible for educating our kids, but you can only control 30%. They all know this. The answer is to put money directly into the families and neighborhoods to give our kids a chance to learn and our teachers a chance to teach. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg, give us the $1,000, Andrew Yang. Step one is appoint a secretary of education who actually believes in public education. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, Bring in that gay shade, honey. Oh. I believe in public education. And in order to strengthen it, some things are very complex for preparing for a future where knowledge is at your fingertips, but we got to teach more to do with so critical true. thinking and it's social Google, and emotional learning. <laughs> some of it is extremely simple. We've just got to pay teachers more. Yep. And we've got to lift up the teaching profession. I always think of a story from South Bend of uh, friends who host exchange students from Japan. They had a student one year who wanted to be a teacher, and they kept in touch with her when she went back to Japan and to college. Uh, she took the exam to try to become a teacher uh, in a society that really regards teachers and compensates teachers well. And she came up just short. So you know what she did? Since she was academically good but couldn't quite make the cut to be a teacher, she had a fallback, fallback plan. She became a doctor. That is how seriously some countries treat the teaching profession. And why Japanese kids aren't profession. annoying. If we want to get the results that we expect for our children, we have to support and compensate but did she the teaching want to go to profession. South Bend? <laughs> teachers, I don't think so. You know what I mean? That's probably why she didn't pass the test. Like the yeah, way we do back in Japan. Senator Warren, to use Mr. Yang's term, are you just jumping into bed with teachers unions? You know, I think I'm the only person on the stage who has been a public school teacher. Um, what? So no, Mr. Yang, why don't you go find your son? I've been a teacher since I was in second grade. And let's be clear in all the ways we talk about this, money for public schools should stay in public schools, not go anywhere else. I've already made my commitment. I will, we will have a secretary of education who has been a public school teacher. I think this is ultimately about our values. I have proposed a two-cent wealth tax on the top one-tenth of one percent in this country. Just hearing that, that I love it. That would give us I don't care enough where it goes. money love. to start with our babies by providing universal child care Thank you. for every baby age zero to five. Thank you. Universal pre-K for every three-year-old and four-year-old in this country. Thank you, Senator. Raise the wages of don't cut her off. child care worker and She's talking about letting every kid have country. child care, and that's Cancel what we fucking need. Cancel student loan debt for 95 percent of the folks who've got it. Because 5% can Thank pay so it. Strengthen our unions. This is how we build an America that reflects our values, not just where the money comes from with the billionaires and corporate executives. Senator Harris, 45 seconds. Please. Love this, too. Kamala my kills it. My first grade teacher, Mrs. Frances Wilson, God rest her soul, attended my law school graduation. I think most of us would say that Mine we are not me. where we are without the teachers who believed in Mine us. Was Gordon. I have she offered was in this campaign a proposal to deal with this, which will be the first in the nation federal investment in closing the teacher pay gap, which is $13,500 a year. Because right now in our public schools, our teachers, 94% of them are coming out of their own pocket to help pay for school supplies. And that is wrong. I also want to talk about where we are here at TSU and what it means in terms of HBCUs. This is I genius. It's part of my proposal that we will put $2 trillion into investing in our HBCUs for teachers 
because, because, because one, as a proud graduate of a historically black college and university, I will say, I will say that it is our HBCUs that disproportionately produce teachers and those who serve in these many professions. But Thank also, you, Senator. But this no, is don't a cut her off. Point. This is amazing. If a black child has a black teacher before the end of third grade, they are 13% more likely to go to college. Mm -hmm. If that child has had two black teachers before the end of third grade, they are 32% more likely to go to college. So when we talk about investing in our I just public education system, it is at the source of so much. When we fix it, that will fix so many other things. We must invest in the Thank potential you, of our children. Senator Sanders, and I so good. believe so you can good. judge a society based on how it treats its children, and we are Thank failing you, on this issue. Correct. I treat them bad, but that's fine. Guess what? I am a Jew. <laughs> You're guessing, yeah, man. Right, here's the answer. We are the she left. Did you hear Kamal Harris? In the history of the world. <laughs> and yet we have the highest child poverty rate of almost any country on earth. We have teachers in this country who are leaving education because they can't work two or three jobs to support That's themselves, right. which is why under my legislation, we will move to see that every teacher in America makes at least $60,000 a year. Elizabeth Warren whispered, That's what right. What we will also yeah. do they all agree with each other. Yeah. You can hear them all going like, oh, that's true. We will make oh, public colleges wrong. and universities and HBCUs debt free. <laughs> and what we will also do, because this is an incredible burden on millions and millions of young people who did nothing wrong except try to get the education they need, we are going to cancel all student debt in this country. Don't cut him off. Imposing a tax on Wall Street speculation. Well, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I've never been more like inspired. I just feel like there's so many great people to choose from. It, it, it was fun. It was fun watching with you. It was fun watching with you four times. <laughs> and, you know, um, we always get into, I mean, we'll talk and talk through each. That's the thing. You really should start watching the debates like with your friends or whatever because it gets your juices flowing. Yeah. You start thinking about these things and how do you feel about it and who would you vote for? And They are watching it with, with their friends. They're watching it with us. That's true. <laughs> and start thinking like, you know, there's no wrong, there's no bad choice, I should say, up here. The only, there's the, only, the only wrong way they go is who they pick as a running mate because yeah. they're only going to make themselves stronger with right. who they choose. And nobody's looking for you, Tim Kaine, so sit Ugh, the fuck on down. No one. So that pretty much sums up the debate highlights. I was inspired, too, and I'm just happy. Um, I'm happy to feel uh, that all of these people running have uh, the best interest of the country and other people um, at hand, except yeah. Julian Castro, and I need him to go. I'm getting the Obama feeling. Yeah.
So that's it for this special Democratic debate episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening, even though it was late. Um, if you haven't signed up, it's not an episode if we don't fucking sell the Patreon. So if you haven't signed up for our Patreon podcast yet, go over to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can choose to pledge $1 for one bonus podcast a week or $2 for two bonus podcasts a week. Um, we do have some free ones posted so you can listen and see if you like it. Join with a friend and share your password. We don't care. We don't <laughs> give a fuck. That's what we do. That is. That's true. That's what we actually do uh across many many platforms <laughs> and bad. next week we will be back with a regular episode for those of you that just want that regular weed regular weed honey next week and on time and as always it's <laughs> been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and debatey it's very debatey how'd you do i see you've met mine faithful hand in hand he's just a little broad dine because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain 
is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 